0: Hello everyone and welcome back to episode five of the Unmute podcast. I'm your host Kimberly Walker and here with me is Trish and Jenna from the Women's Crisis Services of Waterloo Region. Just a note that if you haven't already listened to the full audio drama, things will make more sense if you go back and start there. Episode one of the podcast is the place to find the full original version of the play. So now we are moving on to thinking about scene five, which is the golf game. So Ryan, Scott and Jay are all playing golf. You'll remember that Jay asks Scott if he and Don are doing okay. And then Scott's not too happy about that. So Jay backtracks and says he was just making conversation. Then Scott leaves. He seems a bit of a bit upset. And in the scene, you'll remember Jay tells Ryan that he does fear Scott is behaving abusively. Ryan says he does not believe this and it's none of their business anyways. They should drop it um, and stay out of other people's business. So it's a hard scene, right? Like it's kind of hard to know what the right thing to do is, if there even is one, but maybe we can just throw out some ideas of options and then we'll see the actors try that out and see how it goes.
1: For sure. I think you're right. There is no, you know, exact right thing to do. I wonder what it might look like if Jay was a little bit more direct, sharing his concerns? Hmm.
0: Yeah, let's give it a try. I mean, it can't hurt anything by having the actors give it a go. So why don't we see this scene with Jay being more direct? So actors, let's try that again. But this time, we'll see if Jay um, can be pretty direct in talking to his friend about what's going on. He could say he's concerned, offer help. And we'll see see how that goes. So why don't we take it from the line, Scott, are you and Don doing OK?
2: trying her best. (laughs) Scott, are you and Dawn doing okay?
3: Did I say we weren't?
2: Well, no, but I'm pretty worried about you two, actually. You sound really stressed. Relationships can be hard, eh? Sure. Scott, I I care about your family. Sometimes the way you talk about Dawn concerns me. I'm also really worried about her hand, man. I I don't think she was just straining spaghetti. I'm worried that you hurt her. I want to help you get help.
3: That's ridiculous. Who told you that?
2: I'm. Mean, your family is really stressed and hurting. It's obvious that you need some help. I just...
3: I gotta go.
0: Okay, thanks. We'll stop the scene there. Okay, so Jay was quite direct. Um, how did that go for you, Jay? How were you feeling about that?
2: Well... I don't know. I mean, I think it was good that I said what I did, but Scott just left. He didn't stay to talk. I'm worried that it didn't make much of a difference at all.
0: Hmm. And how did it feel for you, Scott? Was it was it different? What was it like?
3: Yeah, it definitely caught me off guard. Um, Jay didn't flat out accuse me of abuse, but he did um, make it fairly clearly known uh, that he does know. Uh he came at me, you know, in equal grounds, um, but it did didn't make me uh, on edge, and I was I was worried that maybe my family is starting to turn against me. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna have to have, you know, a conversation with with Don and see how see how Jay found out about this.
0: Interesting. So. From Scott's perspective, this is making him feel on edge and like he wants to get to the bottom of this and not you're not Scott's not very happy it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that insight. That is relevant information. What if we had Jay try to also be more perhaps non-judgmental? Like I don't know if we can see a version of the scene where Jay kind of balances his directness with also his compassion and non-judgmental attitude for his friend and see if that's any different? So we'll give this scene a go again, and we'll have um, the character of Jay be fairly direct. Maybe he's still trying to be nonjudgmental, but direct in sharing his concerns. And Ryan is there as well, listening to what's happening. So actors, we can take um, this scene from around the same place where, where Jay asks, Scott, are you and Don doing okay? Oh,
2: left, from her right. oh, come on now, Scott. I mean, she's trying her best. <laughs> Scott. Um, are you and Don doing okay?
3: Did I say we weren't?
2: Well, no, but... I mean, whenever I bring her up, you're kind of on edge, man. And, like, I'm just... I I know this is a, a stressful time for all of us. I mean, I know my relationship has been stressful. You know, with Barb being home all the time, stuff just gets on your nerves a little more easily, and, you know, I just wanted to check in. Yeah,
3: no, I get that. Um, no, we're we're doing fine. We're doing really well. Dude, what
4: what is this about? <laughs> Why are well, we talking I, about this during golf?
2: Well, I don't know, man. Like I, I saw. Well, Barb saw that Dawn's hand was was pretty uh, pretty injured
4: the other day on a call. Yeah, I saw that too. What happened yeah. with that?
3: Yeah, she, she spilled water on it. Oh it was hey, it was a silly mistake, but I mean, we're getting it looked after. she got it wrapped up.
4: that's good,
2: yeah, but uh, barb Barb said that she hadn't been to the doctor yet, and I mean, if you got a a burn wrapped up for multiple days, I'd say you'd probably want to go to the doctor i'm I'm just oh, she man. just from what dawn told me, you know this is second hand, of course, but you know she seemed pretty pretty freaked out and pretty stressed. I just wanted to. You know, I just I care about your family, Scott. I I want to make sure you're okay.
4: Yeah, now that you mention it, Don, I wasn't going to tell you this, Scott, but I guess since we're talking about it, she kind of was crying at, at work yesterday. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. She just seemed stressed. I, I don't know.
3: I mean, yeah, she is stressed. It's a it's a new work environment.
4: <laughs> I don't. Yeah, is that. Is that all? Like, did something happen?
3: What are you guys trying to say here? I'm, I'm not, not trying to say anything. I, yeah.
4: Jay brought this up.
3: I just... Scott, it,
2: it just seems like things might be a bit tough for you at the moment, man. And, you know, I, I, I want to let you know that we're... You know, Ryan and I are here for you, man. We're your boys. And, you know, we want you to know that no matter what situation you're in, we want to we wanna help you. We, if you need help, you know, we can we'll work it out.
3: Thank you. I appreciate that.
4: Okay, this is getting awkward.
3: Let's play golf. <laughs> yeah, let's uh let's hit some balls.
0: <laughs> okay, thanks folks. We'll stop the scene there. So actors, interesting. Uh Jay tried to bring it up. How was that for, for you, Jay? It was uh
2: I it was tough because it's like you don't wanna don't wanna come right out and say it what you're thinking, you know, it's your friend, long, long time friend, and you want to, you want to be kind and careful, but also you hmm. you kind of just want to say it. It's, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I felt kind of trapped a little bit.
0: Any other thoughts from, from Scott or Ryan about how that scene felt? What was different this time as opposed to the original?
3: Yeah. Um, it did feel, you know, by the end of the scene that I, I had the support from both of these guys that if, if I needed to talk about the situation i could talk about it with them um but without you know the direct accusation i i didn't feel the need to like go into details i didn't feel like i needed to to you know open my heart to them right um i i, I appreciate it from them um but i i was able to walk away i think
0: huh so unless forced to confront what's going on it's likely scott would try to avoid the conversation
3: yeah and it, i mean it doesn't need to be confrontational but i think it needs to be it needs to be said
0: hmm and ryan how are you doing in there
4: i i didn't know what was going on to be honest with you i i i, I it sounded like jay had something he wanted to say he was kind of dancing around it i kind of wish he had like give me a heads up he was gonna do that um but I, I don't know. It was, uh, it was really awkward. I didn't want it to turn into like a conflict. I could sense that. So I tried to just deflect a little bit. Um, yeah.
0: I wonder what would have happened if, if Jay had have given you a heads up and yeah, just the scene might have gone differently if you were kind of both on the same page. Scene five is so interesting. In scene five, Jay um, talks to his friend or kind of have tries to talk to his friend about his concerns. And I find it really confusing just to know what the right thing to do is. So I guess because... It seems like a brother or a best friend or another dude is is maybe the person who's like the most uniquely positioned to get through to a friend who's a guy who might be using violence. Like maybe he wouldn't listen to anyone else. but Maybe he would listen to a close friend. And then on the other hand, what if it makes it worse? What if that character then is like, how do people know what's going on and goes home and hurts his family even more because he's got his back up and he's feeling worried and defensive? So yeah, I don't know what the best thing is. And I would love to hear you folks just any thoughts on on this scene.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, just around like having your backup and going home and using violence some more. I think you're right. Like there isn't one particular right thing to do or wrong thing to do here. And it's tough to confront. One thing I think about when in this scene is that it's a group conversation. So there's three of them talking. I think that probably the most effective way to start that conversation with a person who's using violence or abusive behavior is to do it one-on-one. Um, so any, any way to avoid that person feeling like they, like there's an audience to that conversation or that they're somehow on display. Um, But you're right. I think that the closer you are in relation to that person, the more impactful your observation would be. So, you know, trying to avoid making assumptions and saying things like, wow, like seems like you're abusive, but maybe making more observations based on empirical evidence, such as, you know, I heard you say this. It worried me because Mm -hmm. and leave it open ended and see where that goes. Thanks.
5: Yeah. Tricky. Did you have anything to add, Jenna? I think it's hard when there's three of them, like Trish said. And I think it's interesting because both of his friends have unique perspectives um, and they both, I think, want to help. And there's things that both of them can do and say to try and help the situation and help their friend get help. Um, It's just trying to think about what's the right way to do that.
0: Yeah. And it seems like if all of them are going to be there, they have to be on the same page before they talk to Scott. Like what didn't seem to work in in when I listened to it was that Jay was concerned and Ryan wasn't. And so then it kind of became uh, a conversation about whether or not the abuse was happening there. And it, it made it pretty easy for Scott to be like, yeah, this is nuts. Like, of course, I'm not doing that. Um, so it seems like, I don't know, if you are going to confront someone that it's got to be... Like a united front, maybe, and like, like fairly, like here is the evidence, like Trish was saying, based in fact, in order to make that bold step to say something. I also wonder, like, if Jay had a do-over and wanted to confront Scott, would it be better to somehow know, or not that you could make Don do anything, but like say, why doesn't Don go over to Barb's house, or why don't we just like somehow know that the the family is safe before he makes this confrontation? Although Women's Crisis Services doesn't work with men, um, it seems like this is something that, that could be helpful and maybe we'd want to see more of in our community. I know one thing that's out there is the PAR program, Partner Assault Response, and sometimes men are mandated to go to these programs to work on themselves and their with the way they think about power and control and gender. And people can also voluntarily take those courses. And so that is an option that's available if someone was wanting to work on their abusive behavior.
5: Yeah. I also kind of just want to chime in and say like I think it's still you know it's not just like a woman's problem either so I do think it's important that guys recognize it and that they might even recognize something in their own friend group and be able to reach out and say something to their friend like like Trish said, we don't know exactly what's the right thing to say, how to say it, or or what to do, but I still think men need to know that they need to have a role in it. We all need to have a role in this and, and do something, and I think as long as people are being compassionate and showing that they're there for someone and they're not trying to get them in trouble, but they're really trying to help them, I think that's... Um, a good way to at least try to approach it.
0: Let's try it again. What would happen? Is there any other potential scenario, alternate universe, where things could have gone differently?
5: Yeah, I think if um, the two guys are going to talk together, um, I think it may have been a good idea if they t- talked beforehand, kind of came up with a game plan, or at least made sure they were on the same page. Because uh, otherwise, I just think it—we can see it going really south—and um, I think they both need to kind of you know, have the same same idea going into this anyways. Gotcha.
0: Okay, so let's see the scene imagining that Jay and Ryan had talked beforehand and that they're kind of together with a United Front going to talk to Scott. Let's try that. Oh, that
2: woman came left from her right. oh come on now, Scott. I mean, she's trying her best. <laughs> Scott, are you and Dawn doing okay?
3: Did I say we weren't?
2: No, uh, but, like, I can see that you're, I don't know, man, like, you seem a little little on edge today, especially when I mentioned Dawn, and, you know, I, Barb told me that Dawn's hand was really messed up and injured, and I'm, I'm worried that something's going on at home for you, man, and, like, what's, what's going on?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, Dawn spilled water on her hand, it's boiling water, like. I mean we've got it wrapped up though.
4: Is that... Is that I is that really what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what? I I, I listen, I, no one's pointing fingers. I just I wasn't going to tell you this, but the other day at work, Dawn kind of broke down and and started crying and she just seemed you know, really stressed out, more so than usual, so <sighs> I don't know. I, I just, like Jay said, we just want to check in and just see, you know, what's going on.
3: Yeah, I mean, you no, know, obviously it's stressful at work. She's taking on a lot and she's doing it from home. Um, yeah,
4: but, I mean, dude, I've seen her stress. This, this was, uh, this was different, you know. And Scott, like, I understand this is a
2: stressful situation. None of us really knows what we're doing, but Dawn is not a klutzy person. You know, she played varsity basketball. I've seen her dance circles around you at my wedding. <laughs> like, you know, I, I just can't believe that she would spill water on her hand. So, what are you guys implying here? Scott, you know you've got a temper, dude. And, like, you're in a high-stress situation. I I understand things can get stressful. But, dude, if if you're putting your daughter and your wife in danger, like... We need to talk about this. We need to find some help for you, man. Who told you about
3: this?
4: Uh, th- that's not important, man. Like, we, we just we're here for you. We're here to help no. you. This isn't about you know, but like I said, it's not about pointing the finger. You know, uh, listen, when my marriage ended, I came to you. You know, uh, I lost my temper too. I, I I said things and did things I didn't mean, and and you were there and you helped me out and you gave me shit for when I screwed up and and I just want to do the same for you. We both want to do the same for you. Yeah. But just be honest. Yeah, man. You can tell us.
3: You guys, you guys promise you'll still be there for me?
2: Dude, of course. We love you, man. Like, yeah. We want to help you.
3: Yeah, I've, uh, think I need help, guys.
4: That's good, man. That's, it's really, it's, it's good you said that.
3: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Okay, thanks, folks. We'll stop the scene right there. Interesting. Interesting. That That really was different from the first time around. So now we can kind of talk it through. Yeah, let's start with what did Jay and Ryan do that was different this time? And how did you folks feel about how that went?
2: Well, uh, from my perspective, anyway, as as Jay, I, I I was a lot more direct. I was a lot more like I just came out and asked him about what was happening. I gave him some details. Didn't really let him dodge and dive around the around the mm-hmm. issues
4: like I did the first time.
0: Yeah, you were really direct, and and Ryan was too. It sounded like.
4: Yeah, I was really pushing myself to, uh, you know, n- not confront, but almost just be more honest with him, you know, put aside the kind of joking nature that uh, is the relationship we usually have um, and and take this seriously. And and I feel like for the first time me doing that, I think Scott noticed that I wasn't joking around, that I was taking this seriously. And um, the tone really changed to something I'd never seen in our friendship ever.
0: Yeah. I noticed that. That tone shift too, and how Scott was able to kind of uh, push it off a few times, but then eventually was a lot more honest. And Scott, I'm wondering what was that moment like for you, and what, yeah, what what made the change, and and how are you feeling?
3: Yeah, I mean, to have both of them on the same side confronting me, it didn't really feel like I had anywhere to turn. Um, I tried, you know, to tell to tell um, alternative stories that would help me get out of trouble but they uh they came knowing the facts of the situation they did both know Don and they both um you know had a pretty good idea of what had happened and I I felt like it was was really hard to get out of that situation um and then when they both said that they would they would be there for me and that they would help me that was the moment I I knew that that I could trust them and that I you know I I couldn't it's really hard to make the words <laughs> I'm abusing my wife come out of my mouth but I mm-hmm. I was able you know, I was able to ask for help and we could move on
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you were able to say I need help and so I'm wondering where the three of you folks would go from here like um What needs to happen next
3: yeah i think for me personally um i would prefer to go to a third party to go to a professional Mm -hmm. um and seek you know therapy or an outlet that way um i wouldn't really want to disclose everything to to my best friends i don't think they need to hear that um but i i think it's possible they they could help me find those resources
0: Hmm. They would help you get there perhaps yeah. to get in the door.
3: Yeah.
0: Cause I wonder, yeah. oh, go ahead. Yes, Jay.
2: Oh uh, yeah. Just definitely like knowing Scott for so long. I, he's definitely a guy that it takes a little while for him to go get help in any situation, you know, like, <laughs> you know, if he cuts his hand on a camping trip, he doesn't ask you for a band aid. <laughs> you know, he just sits and suffers through it. So I think it would be probably the best for, for Ryan and I to, help him get the resource help help him book an appointment or whatever the next step is yeah really but like be there with him
4: and i wouldn't know what to say i feel like i would just say the wrong thing or say something stupid so probably not the best person for that
0: but even though you might feel that way you were an important part of getting scott to the point where he was able to say that he needed help so yeah thanks for that ryan you've played an important part (laughs) Thanks for listening to episode five of the Unmute podcast. I'd like to thank Trish and Jenna from Women's Crisis Services of Waterloo Region for being here to share their important insights with us. Thanks also to the actors in this scene who were Yusuf Zine, Calvin Peterson, and Duncan Gibson Lockhart. Tune in to the next episode to keep following this important conversation, or find out more at TheaterOfTheBeat.ca.